0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities doing all kinds of jobs all over the United States. You've tuned into the Voice of the Faith and Work Movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For him. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. Today, Martha's on vacation. So glad that you tuned in. I just want to make sure that you check us out online. So many different resources that we've got out there. But first of all, our podcast is available on over 50 different podcast platforms. Just type in I Work, the number for him, and you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. And on Charisma Media, on the Charisma Podcast Network, you can get a hold of our our PowerPod, the I Work for Him PowerPod, which is just the golden nuggets, the highlight reel from our everyday show, and you can find it on on the Charisma Podcast Network, the I Work for Him PowerPod, and then on your local radio station, local Christian radio station, make sure if you've got a favorite one locally that they know about the I Work for Him Power Thought, a daily power thought that tells everybody listening about connecting their faith and work before they get to work, so it's perfect for drive time there or drive time home and it's perfect for your favorite Christian music station. Just get a hold of me at iWorkForHim.com and we can get a hold of your favorite Christian music station. We'll just use you as a reference point. But all of that can be found on iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four him.com. You know, across the nation and around the world, Jesus followers are being mobilized like a great army of world changers. The Holy Spirit of God is organizing an effort to communicate the love of Jesus through the workplaces of every kind. Love 2020 is a movement to run along Alongside God in this effort and to encourage Christ followers like you and me to share an authentic touch of Jesus's love with every person in the United States by the end of this year. How are you doing it doing this? Are you loving those around you? Are you loving your enemies? Are you reaching out to those who are you're comfortable with and the ones you're uncomfortable with and showing them the love of God? Head out to love 2020com dot com and join the movement and change the world we live in. Today, to give us a nationwide and localized Wisconsin update, Wisconsin chief Head John Kiefer calling in. He's a city-reaching coordinator from Appleton, Wisconsin. John Kiefer, it's been over a year. Welcome back to I Work For Him.
1: Oh, Jim, what a privilege and honor it is to be with you today on the show and uh, really want the, the, the listeners to tune in. This is an important conversation to just hear where God is at work around the country.
0: So, John, just for the remainder of this first segment, from your perspective, what is the Love 2020 movement all about?
1: Really, you explained it really well. It's a movement of the Holy Spirit inviting his church, his bride, all across the, the country to love people, and a very specific process that we're engaging folks in, uh, whether they're a part of a church or a ministry, or uh, maybe they, they're uh, they're one of the duns, or, uh, but really inviting people to live a prayer-care-share lifestyle where we begin to pray for people we love on them with the love of Christ in them. That opens the door for us to share the gospel
0: with them. John Kiefer, you have been involved in Love 2020 for a number of years already, haven't you? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, this was uh, sprung out of the Mission America
1: Coalition, which is now the Table Coalition. And uh, our network of relationships all around the country with different denominations and ministries and churches has uh, just been a groundswell of we need to get back to what Jesus commanded us to do and that's to love one another.
0: So what so is that what made you decide to get to be part of the Love 2020 movement or what was the key factor for you John Kiefer?
1: Well, it certainly had to do with, um, you know, the the commandment uh, of Jesus to love one another. It's just obedience to what he's calling us to. But it also had to do with the network of relationships as we pray together and try to discover God's strategy for reaching those in our communities. This really floated up to the top, that this was an initiative we could all agree on. Uh, We need to pray for our neighbor, we need to love them, and we need to share the gospel with them. So, It was a perfect fit with what we do in city-reaching movements across the country to help encourage and equip and support teams of people who are committed to praying and caring for and sharing with everyone in their community.
0: Okay, when you say city-reaching movement, people are going, what's a city-reaching movement? Give us that definition.
1: Well, that's a great
0: question. Uh, And what we're seeing in cities all across the country
1: is uh, the walls are coming down between denominations and churches and ministries, And people are coming together with a common mission and vision to reach their city for Christ. And what that means is mobilizing Christians everywhere, and especially in the workplace and on campuses, uh, to bring the love of Christ and the gospel to the people that they work with and they they go to school with.
0: All right, so you're out of Appleton, Wisconsin, and your focus is on city-reaching movements in Wisconsin, first off. So what have you seen the Lord doing in the cities of Wisconsin in this past year?
1: Well, we use the word organic, and I know that could be kind of vague, but it's the idea of grassroots, bottom up, not a lot of organization and structure, but God just moving in people's hearts to come together and want to pray for their community. And we're seeing prayer meetings popping up all over the place, interdenominational, cross cultural, uh, beautiful expressions of the body of Christ, with people just earnestly seeking the Lord. And just having a passion and a a burden for evangelism and discipleship. And so out of these prayer gatherings comes, uh, I I guess, just a really fresh sense of what the Spirit might be doing and encouraging and supporting existing churches and ministries but seeing how we might work together to make sure everyone in our geography is reached.
0: You know, I've I've seen, as Martha and I have traveled across the country, we have seen these amazing movements outside the four walls of the church where when people are in community, it's a denominationally – Benign. They don't. They don't care what denomination they're from. If they're a Jesus follower, they're a Jesus follower. They're, they're, there's a common bond between them because of their faith in Christ, and they don't care culturally. They don't. They don't care what color their skin is. That it's Jesus is the centering factor. So that's what's really cool about the Love 2020 movement. Is this is not a. This is not run by a single denomination. This is really a. This is really what Jesus was talking about, wasn't it, John? That they'll they'll know you are my followers when you're unified. I mean, isn't that what he was saying? I really believe that. Uh, one of our key verses really is John 17, where
1: Jesus himself is praying this high priestly prayer for us, the church, when he says, Father, may they be one as you and I are one, then the world will know that, they're, that you sent me. And so for people to really get Jesus, they need to see the love and unity with us. And when they don't see it, they mock us. They mock the church. They mock uh, God. But when they see genuine, authentic unity and love expressed through the church, uh, their heads turn and their hearts are open. And this is what we're seeing. I'm seeing just, um, uh, you know, people are are willing to put down their silos. They're willing to put down their egos and their labels and just come together in humility and pray and cry out for God to move. And through the conviction and healing of broken relationships, uh, the humility, the love just starts to flow And uh, it is quite a remarkable thing. I was just in a prayer meeting this morning with about uh, 20 people that all different churches, all different ministries from around the area, just crying out for the presence of the Lord in brokenness and repentance and humility and praise
0: and worship and just joyful singing. Um, It's really a beautiful thing to behold. So, we got a lot of people listening today, or most of our listeners today are out there in some sort of workplace. They're out there. Uh, th- there could be people working out in, in a field. They could be out selling cars in a, in a parking lot. They might be uh, a mechanical uh, a person doing mechanical work in a house. They could be an executive. They could be a, a middle manager. But from anywhere in the specter of the economy, in the United States of America, how are you seeing the Love 20 movement affect people in their workplaces? What are you seeing? The, what are they, what are you hearing about the impact? Well, the the beauty of this is it's really um, anybody
1: can do it, and it really starts with prayer. And as we pray, God uh, talks to us, and he convicts us, and he cleans us up and continues that good work, and he starts to download his heart and his mind for us. And the natural expression of that is where we go to work, those are people. And we start to feel the love of God for them, and we start to pray for them. And uh, whether they know we're praying or not, um, we start to connect with God and lift these folks be, you know, before him, no matter where we are. And that creates an, a spiritual climate where the Holy Spirit can move. And we are presented then in that context with opportunities to show love, to show care, to show kindness and compassion. And that often opens up the door for us to share our story and his story, the gospel.
0: So let's break that down, because we've talked— hundreds of times on this show about the I work for amnation covenant, which models exactly the prayer, care, share lifestyle. So why don't we describe the prayer? care share lifestyle what that looks like when you're in a workplace and and i'll add on kind of because that's what the funny part about when love 2020 and i work friend got joined together back in 2016 it was because we had exactly the same goal of transforming the workplace and transforming people's hearts using we didn't use the words prayer care share but we had exactly the same steps so let's describe for people what do you when you say we want you to adopt the lifestyle of prayer care share what does it look like john kiefer
1: Yeah, for me, and I think others who are really being called into this lifestyle, it does begin and end and and all in between is prayer. We're connecting with God, and we start to pray for, by name, those people in our workplace. And it could be uh, peers, it could be our boss, it could be people that we're serving, even our clients, uh, that we just begin to offer them up to the Lord and, and pray for them and ask God to show us, Lord, how can I pray for them? Uh, And then begin to ask the Lord, Father, how can I love them? How can I care for them? How can I show them your kindness? And it's amazing how God will provide opportunities. I call them divine appointments, where he will intersect us with folks. Sometimes it's at work. Sometimes it's out in the community. And God will give us an opportunity to listen to them, to hear their story, which often opens the doors for us to show that love and care and compassion and share our story.
0: We're talking today with John Kiefer from Love 2020. Check it out online, love2020.com, love2020.com. John, when you talk about praying for people, one of the things that we say often on the show is it, we talk about pray for those people that you come in contact with on a regular basis by name each and every day. But then look for ways, after you've prayed for people for a couple, two, three, four weeks, when you have a conversation with people, say, you know I, I was praying for you, Bob. And... and just so you know, I was praying for you. Is there anything specific I could pray about for you? But one of the other things that I did personally to transform my workplace is I I found out about about Bob's wife's name and Bob's kids' names, and and then I, I I started praying for all of them, but I also prayed that God would give me the eyes for Bob to see Bob the way that God sees him, and that really mm-hmm. transformed the way you do it. So then you move into the so that's the prayer part of life uh, of the lifestyle. What about the care part? What's that look like?
1: Well, everybody has needs, and and we can show care in a multitude of ways. Uh, It can be simply listening, you know, without judgment, without advice giving, but just simply listening to someone uh, because nobody's listening. (laughs) And uh, when you actually listen with compassion and empathy, um, it really can affect people in profound ways. And it's amazing how people will just open up. Uh, and share very personal and intimate details of their lives well
0: well, hang there because and here's how you open up that conversation you know in in minnesota we would always say how you doing okay and in new york you say how you doing okay but (laughs) but and then people would say because they're minnesota nice i'm fine and then you and this is how i changed that conversation john i'd say fine really freaked out insecure neurotic and emotional no really how are you doing Because that came from some great movie. I can't remember what it came from, some chick flick that I watched with Martha one day. But you stop people and you say, no, I really want to know, how are you doing? And then the big key there, John, is what you just said. Shut up and listen.
1: That's the key. It really is. And, you know, through your eyes and the body language, I mean, you're not looking at your phone. You're not looking, who else can I talk to? You're actually focusing in on them and you're listening. You're listening to understand you're asking clarifying questions, you're leaning in towards them, you're not backing away, uh, you're just showing the love of Christ. that you, you care, and you're concerned, and if there's anything you can do to help, you want to be there for them.
0: You know, we had a couple of just permutations under that through the I Work Remination Covenant is look for ways to serve the people that you work with over and above what your job requires you to do. Because that mm. speaks care, and also look for ways to befriend your coworkers and employees over in a just outside of the workplace. Because when in the workplace, you have a work relationship. You know, we all have work family, but you become really friends when you are, when you spend time with people outside of work in an appropriate way. Invite them over for dinner or out for a, a a hamburger somewhere, you know, depending on whether, you know, don't do it. We always say, if you're a single guy, don't go doing this with a single woman at work, but reach out to the single guys at work. This isn't a dating process, but it's look for ways to build that relationship, and you can really do that outside of the office, can't you? You sure can,
1: and people are busy, and we don't want to impose on their circles of relationships because they're full, but I often found that um, just by living this lifestyle of praying and caring, that God would open up doors. And I remember one time uh, having a little road trip with one of my work buddies. And as we were driving to um, uh, this thing that we were involved with, he just opened up and he started sharing very personal things with his family and this, you know, an addiction struggle that he had. And, and I was just shepherding him. I was pastoring him, you know, not in a formal legalistic way, but in a very friendship way to just listen well and uh, try to steer him in a, in a way that might be helpful in his marriage and family, might be helpful, help him to overcome the addiction. And these opportunities are there. They're just waiting uh, if we would begin to pray and just show that empathy and that compassion.
0: It's being available, too. That's another yeah. really powerful thing. We uh, just finished a Marketplace mission trip with Follower of One in the last month uh, with I Work for Him and one of the things it said is, go to work a little early, so you're a little bit ahead of schedule, so you have a little margin for interruptions by people to actually have those conversations. It's just a powerful, powerful thing. When, so you, the last part of this piece is the share part. At what point in time do we get to incorporate that into this prayer, care, share lifestyle when in our workplace? When is sharing appropriate? You know,
1: I I know there's a lot of different opinions on this, but only the Holy Spirit can tell you when they're ready. And uh, we can jump the gun and be so quick to share the gospel that we can uh, scare people away. The light is too bright and it just it blinds them. Um, And we can be so afraid to share the gospel because of rejection or whatever that we'll never share it. And I think it's this prayerful uh, heart and attitude before the Lord. We're learning to listen to the spirit in terms of when to share but the scripture says this: "says Be ready, be prepared, be fully equipped to share the hope uh, that's within you when somebody asks you." And so, I mean, when someone asks, "Why are you caring for me like this?" or "Why are you praying for me like this?" or "Why are you so whatever?" Uh, that's the opportunity for us to share the hope that's within us and so again it's a it's a great sensitivity to the holy spirit it is it's a great sensitivity to uh the needs of where the people are at and i think god will guide us in this and and we'll be right
0: back with lots more with john kiefer love 2020.com this is a movement to bring an authentic touch of jesus to every person in america by the end of this year Love2020.com. got lots of different examples and ways for you to see that in action. We've been doing shows about it for several years. It is absolutely in alignment with what we talk about in I work for him because it involves a lifestyle in our workplace of prayer and care and share. And John and I just talked about that. John, let's talk about you personally. You are, you're living in Wisconsin. You're working with city-reaching movements. You're, you're praying for cities. You're encouraging people all over the place. How have you personally been able to, uh, able to live out this lifestyle recently this prayer care share lifestyle how's it impacting you personally
1: well uh, last time I was on about a year ago I, I shared a story about a neighbor a difficult neighbor uh, that I've been praying for for about 12 years honestly and uh, I shared an example of how I had an opportunity uh, to show some care and just two weeks ago uh, we had a big snowstorm here and my neighbor uh, he's got a big snow blower in front of his lawn tractor right and, uh, he just loves to go out there and clean up his driveway. Well, his, his lawn tractor was in the shop and I was out shoveling my driveway and I got down to the end and he came out of his garage and he said, Hey, John, could you shovel for me? I'll pay you. Uh, but, uh, my, my tractor's in the shop. Um, could you clean up my, my, uh, my driveway for me? And I said, I would love to shovel for you, but I cannot accept any money for this. Uh, this is just what neighbors do. And so again, after 12 years of a very rough, difficult relationship, very antagonistic, um, here he is coming out of his garage and asking for my help. And I just considered that an answer to prayer. And, uh, so, uh, went over there, got it all cleaned up, did the best job I could. I mean, it was really nice. And, uh, so i I think that's that's how it's being lived out in my life and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. you know when we first moved here, I thought okay, we're gonna you know evangelize our neighbors real quick here and we're gonna have this beautiful Christian community and that just didn't happen it's been it's been a dozen years of prayer and looking for those opportunities to show care and it's just softening uh, we're just having a beautiful relationship now that uh, we can actually wave and smile and say hi and um, I'm just looking forward to not just praying for them and caring for them, but in having an opportunity to share the gospel.
0: Now you can have them over for dinner. Hey, you know, I shoveled yeah. your driveway. Why don't you come over and have dinner with us once? But that, that's so true. I mean, in the middle of a blizzard, when your snowblower dies, there is nothing more of a panic feeling going over you. And then when you're like, oh, you were able to go and help somebody who's been, it, just like that relationship you talked about, there's nothing like shoveling somebody's driveway to get to the bottom of their heart.
1: <laughs> because it works, it really does, and you know, being from Minnesota, you know this. Yeah, I do. Uh, down in Florida, there's other ways to do it, but we rarely uh, get blizzards here.
0: We rarely get yeah, blizzards. It, it's a big deal; it really is. But, but after the hurricanes here, even if it's an even you know, if it's a way off miss, there's always tree branches down and things like that that you can help clean up with people. I mean, there's there's always stuff to do. All right, so. Love 2020. It's about bringing an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to everybody around us by the end of 2020. What happens on one one twenty one? Do we stop loving? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, we're kind of coining the phrase uh,
1: 2020 and beyond uh, because uh, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. We all got a sense it may be soon, as uh, you know things just accelerate here in our broken world. And as it gets darker and darker, of course, uh, we want to shine. Jesus' light brighter and brighter. But no, this is an ongoing uh, process of, uh, you know, continuing to press into prayer, continuing to look for those opportunities to care, and of course, sharing the gospel until everyone has had an opportunity to hear the good news. And so uh, this is a—we picked 2020 to have a target— uh, you know, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. That's right. And so we, we wanted to have a target. Uh, but, no, this goes beyond. In fact, there's more resources they want to look at. We got, we got, we're, out of t-
0: we're out of time. Love2020.com. Okay. John Kiefer from Appleton, Wisconsin. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. You
1: bet. God bless. You've
0: been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, Our workplace that's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. number four him.com